0: Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: Scarlet Knights just went Cinderella. It is chaos in Mackie Arena, and we are here on the field of 68 to break it all down for you. We've got Randolph Childress. We've got Patrick Young. We've got myself, Greg Waddell. uh, And we have a crazy night in the Big Ten. The number one team in the country just suffered their first loss of the season. And it's one that I don't think too many people expected at home. Uh, for the Purdue Boilermakers, we'll get right into it. We've got some surprises in store as well, as always, with a few special guests that will be joining us later this episode. We're brought to you by Bett Rivers. You can find us on the SiriusXM app. You can watch us on the Field of 68 YouTube channel. Click subscribe. Jump in the comments if you are over there. And, gentlemen, we have to start, as we always do, with a good, healthy toast to kick us off on a Monday evening. P.Y., you did this show last night, my friend. So uh, I, I feel like you're you're the veteran here uh in 2023 <laughs> RC and I are just rookies we're making our debut in this new season so you you take the lead for us here who are you posted to tonight
2: It's it's a little too much big 10 basketball for me two nights in a row uh uh but, but what can I say this is an honor to be out here and have a chance to to talk with you guys and and uh be <clears throat> on this national level and scale and hey we get to watch college basketball and talk about it I mean what's more exciting about that uh but for me, I think in tonight's game, tonight's matchup, Paul McCarthy, he he just took over, um, found a way to to get into the paint, find some great uh, finishes around. Because I think Rutgers was really struggling to find any type of good looks. Not just they're getting shots; a lot of them were terrible. But they to find some good looks, uh, the, the dribble handoff with Amori at the top for for McCarthy coming off that, he was patient, he was poised. He definitely gets my my notch for uh the toast of the night
1: cheers Hmm. i'll drink to anybody on Rutgers tonight baby i hope they're gonna go celebrate somewhere rc who you got
3: you know what right before we went on air the unfortunate situation with demar hamlin uh i guess it's the db for uh buffalo bills went down and let's just let's just pray he's all right i mean he went down on the field they've cut the game off and uh, I don't know the extent of anything. You hear rumors, you hear stuff on Twitter, CPR, whatever it is. But whatever it is, prayers to him, and let's hope he yep. gets healthy, a speedy recovery. And as we always say, we we, we get the great job to talk about sports, but that's real-life stuff that sometimes people don't
1: understand. So cheers to him. Absolutely. Cheers. Uh, well said, my friend. Certainly you can lose perspective in this industry if you're a fan of sports in general. There are many more things much more important than these games that we all know and love so much. Um, I, I'm i going to go a little more abstract with mine tonight. Uh, I'm going to go with a toast to parody because that's what I think of when I think of college basketball. I think this Purdue team that we're about to break down more in depth Uh, I've been baffled. I got to be honest with you guys. I got to go out to Lincoln, Nebraska. I watched that team in person about three weeks ago now, and uh, Nebraska almost got them at home. And you can say what you want about, you know, going on the road, tough place to play. Nothing's easy in conference play. I left that game with a lot of questions about this Purdue team, and they've remained unscathed until tonight. Uh, But I've, I've sort of had this gut feel in the back of my mind. If that's the number one team in the country, We could be due for a very, very crazy March when we get closer to the NCAA tournament. I think there's a lot of teams out there uh, that could have their eyes set on a big run come March. There's no dominant team that's going to run away with a national title. So to college basketball, that's a good thing for the sport, I think, to parity this year. Cheers. Cheers. Let's get right into it. Let's get right into it. So obviously the result... Uh, is massive. It's a shapeshifter in the Big Ten, especially, but like I said, in the country, I think we're going to see a new number one team in the country come next week. Uh, Purdue, to me, uh, you know, I'm a Big Ten guy, so like like Pat said, he's had a little too much Big Ten. I can't get enough of this man. I can't get enough <laughs> of my Scarlet Knights. This Purdue team has the national player of the year front runner. He's the most unstoppable force in the sport. They've got a freshman backcourt that has played out of their minds up until this point in the season, way better than people could have expected. They've got depth. They've got talent. They've got a great coach on the sideline, all of that. And at the same time, I know we're not a betting show, but these guys have played a lot of close games that weren't necessarily supposed to be close over the last month or so. They finally get bit tonight against a Rutgers team, sitting 2-1 and in Big Ten play now. Their only loss was on the road at Ohio State with a very questionable call, a phantom out-of-bounds step that they are so close to being 3-0 and with wins against Ohio State and Purdue on the road. Uh, what do, What do we make of this? Was this more about Rutgers asserting that they are a contender in this conference, or does this say something about a Purdue team that a lot of people thought was head and shoulders above other teams at the top? Maybe not so much. RC, what do you think?
3: I, I don't think it says a lot in the sense of I always thought record was records was a contender. And I did I didn't believe Purdue was gonna go undefeated. Now are they flawed? I, I oh we have concerns in some aspect. You always worry about a freshman backcourt. But when you have the most dominant player in the game and the style that they play, if they can control the pace, it's something. I I think it's it's a matchup problem too. I mean, Mokay he he's there's not many point guards his size and you got to deal with. So he's going to be able to post guards. They weren't used to that physicality. He was a, you know, he was a dominant force tonight and took over the game. And the reason I think, you know, Rutgers, Scarlet Knights pulled it off. But I, I, I'm not surprised. I, I think at the end of the day, come March, this Rutgers team will be, be right there. I'm not saying they're going to be in Houston or not, but they'll make a trip. They'll make a dance. And uh And, and Purdue is, I'm not going to overreact. I don't expect teams to go undefeated in conference play. When you get to this, Right. You get to this point at 13 and 0, you know, you're bound to have a slip up in conference play. Sometimes coaches wish to get it over with. So now they can get the team, get their attention back. You got a young group, young kids thinking they got all the answers to the test. This gives them a little humble pie. You get back in practice, you fix some things. Their resume was too good from the beginning for us to think they're a fluke. You know, their, their resume was too good. They had as good a resume as anybody started to call it season. So we can't take that away from them. Um, uh, I mean, you mentioned Nebraska the other day. Dur- ever since Dirk Walker came back for that group, that's a different team. That's not sure. an easy out because, you know, he brings so much versatility in the middle of that. They flash him up to that high post. He changes everything for that team. He's their best player, and that's another one of those teams with a big point guard that plays, help change pace, and people aren't used to playing against guys of that size.
1: Sure. Pat, what would you see tonight?
2: Yeah, RC, I I – I agree with everything you said there. I I'd never in my mind did I think that Purdue was going to be, a, you know, one of those teams that would go undefeated the entire season. Uh, we knew there there is going to be some weaknesses, especially when you're looking at a young backcourt. I really, I love Braden Smith. His, I think he he sees things before they happen sometimes and tries to force them, and his teammates right. just aren't there yet. Right. Uh, so I, I think he's going to be really special in this league. Uh, get I, The question mark for me was once if a game that Edie's going to get in foul trouble, Early on, obviously, he had a great second half. Uh, what is what is this Purdue team going to look like? Um, Rutgers, with their defense, they it travels. They play some of the best defense in, in the country. The way that they uh, have Purdue doing things that I'd never seen them do from that press, that full-court press, just uh, go, going so east east and west versus going north and south, just trying to get uh, no, with no middle flash. Uh, it, it's a little bit of both. Uh, I still do believe Purdue is a top-five team in the country, and I think Rutgers is better than their record. Uh, good for them to get this first, like, big road win, obviously. They, they struggle with that uh, for a while. Uh, I just wonder where is the offense going to come on a consistent basis for Rutgers uh, in that second half. It's just, it was such a struggle to find a good look. Um, a lot of things, just garbage, uh, to an extent, just getting thrown up at the basket. Um, you know, shots that Coach it wouldn't be happy with. Uh, if I took, if I, you know, you don't want Cliff Amori taking three points as wide open as he was. I, I almost wanted to step, step you know, shake myself and say, "Dude, what are you doing?" That's not your game. But um, great, great lessons for both teams here moving forward.
1: Pat, I want to, I want to play devil's advocate and pick at you a little bit. You still got them top five, given this result. Where, where, where are they in that mix? Because this feels more like a. Maybe they're a ten to fifteen range. To no, don't do that. Don't. Do I it. really do, RC. Don't, I no, really do. Uh, no,
3: that that's because you 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 got your Big Ten favorites. So, you know, we're not gonna get into that. They just not a, one of your Big Ten favorites. I'm no, not. P- dropping. Purdue, is the, you, no, Purdue no, is
1: the I'm Big Ten favorite. I'm saying they're
3: not your Big Ten favorite. Uh, yeah, they are. You got a little bias. I don't see where's the no. jersey. Let's let's look at the jerseys back there. Did you not at all? Hey, sucks, you, see, you see a Purdue jersey hanging back there? Actually, I, I do it, have
1: a Carson Edwards jersey somewhere in this space. <laughs> I don't know where it is right now. But listen, I, it's not about that. I promise you that. I'll tell you, as a Big Ten guy, I think this entire conference is horrible right now. And, like, I, I think there's been this conversation where everyone, everyone on a national level has decided that Purdue's not part of that. Purdue's in their own sphere. They're ahead of this conference. They're going to win it by multiple games. Nobody else no. has a pulse, and they're up there. No. I just, like... Like, obviously, give him credit. The resume stuff you said, RC, in the non-conference, yeah, you can't dispute it. But I feel like there's a lot of people who only watch the Duke and Gonzaga wins on a neutral floor, which, let's be honest, Duke and Gonzaga are not f- top five teams in the country, like we might have thought at one point, and haven't seen how this Purdue team's played for a month. Like, Zach Eadie's phenomenal. I have a lot of questions about the parts around him. This is not a good shooting basketball team. As good as Braden Smith and Fletcher Lawyer have been in stretches, this is a f- true freshman backcourt. And when they go up against some guys who, like Rutgers, can get in your shit. I have questions with how they respond to that. And I think that was part of tonight, right, Pat?
2: I can see, I can see where, you know, what, what you mean at that, at that, to that extent. I, I see where you're coming from, but it it's too, it's too early for me to just give up on them not being a top five team with how they've played thus far. I think sometimes it's just a few kinks here and there to find, re, you know, get back to your identity. What got you there in the first place? Um, yes, there's going to be teams that see the formula of, Hey, we just got to get up in them, you know, and hats off to the big 10 officials tonight. I was really pleased with how they called the game. Uh, of course there's always going to be calls. Some people don't like, but I, I think they allowed, uh, both teams to play pretty physically, uh, fouls were an issue for Rutgers. That that's their style of play, but, um, you know, I I don't think I can take I I can't take Purdue. It's not fair to Purdue to take them out of the top five. They, they'll they'll fix things. They'll turn it around. I don't think they're going to run away with the Big Ten, but they're still my my favorite. I really like Wisconsin with how they've been playing as of late. Um, I think that now the 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 favorites and the gap is going to narrow on who is. Uh, I think we we have it, have it in our sheet that Purdue was. Uh, oh. It's been here. Purdue was, was the favorite with Illinois second to, to win, which is surprising to me. Uh, Indiana, Wisconsin, and Ohio State to win the Big Ten.
1: Yeah, you know what that is, Pat? That's that's our good friends at Bet Rivers knowing what states have legalized gambling. They got to get some bets coming in from <laughs> Illinois, baby. Come on. That's, that's that, probably
2: got to be what it is. Yeah.
1: Come on. Wait, like, we know what's going on here. Yeah. So we had Purdue, uh, according to Bet Rivers, Purdue was minus 110 favorites. That was prior to the result of this game. I'm not sure if you could even bet it so quickly after the game has ended. I think that's going to drop just a little bit. Uh, For the record, given my Purdue skepticism, they're they're still the favorite to win this conference. I'm not saying that's changed at all. Uh, And I really don't mean too much disrespect on a national scale here either. I just think you could go down the list of teams that are from the other conferences that I might take over them. I might take UConn over them. I might take Arizona over them. I might take Kansas and Baylor over them. I think there's... More than a few teams, even bail over You'll take bail over them now. Come March, I think I would maybe I, not right well, now. But. Okay, well, we can say, yeah, I mean,
3: I, the way they play and their style of play with the, even with as dominant as, as Ed is, of course, come March, you're going to have some concerns. Yeah, you know, you're going to have some concerns. And but any big, I will say this we talked about this before, all those bigs, and at one point, we talked about that with Trace Jackson and Hunter Dickerson and all the bigs that were in this conference. Is it fair to say he's the most dominant low post guy of the group? Because he's playing like it, and if he plays that way, that's what I say about the traditional big. You don't have to be a great defender, but he can dominate you on the other end. You have to be you have to be able to defend. Yeah. He's dominant in the other end. He is yeah. like we had those concerns about Hunter, and then he showed up, and you and I we were together last week talking about that. Hunter obviously answered the bell last game, but that's the he was dominant performance. Zd's been dominating all year. So you so if he plays that way, all bets are off because he's fouling front lines out. He's controlling the pace of the game. If a guard gets down the lane, they're just throwing it up to the lob. He's getting whatever he wants. So if he dominates, then yeah, they can they can they can do some damage. But if he's not, he wasn't obviously this guy this force a year ago. So yeah, if he plays this way, look out. I mean, then then I'm not gonna say what they can or cannot do. I think bigger, more athletic teams along the perimeter will give them trouble. I think that's their kryptonite. But We'll see that when we get that tonight. And I thought we saw part of that tonight. But yeah, it was a one point game. They still very easily could have won this game had he not gotten in the fouls from
1: Yeah, for sure. And you got to give Purdue credit too. Like this, yeah. this was a, a, a 10 they're point bound. game at they're half, due. I believe. And they're due. They were due.
3: I mean, let's be honest. I mean, they're, they're due. There's no one out here. I thought it was going to be UConn. We didn't,
2: we didn't see the Xavier beat UConn yeah. the other night. I thought it was going to be Penn State or Ohio State, one of their next two.
1: Yeah. For sure. Uh, Pat, you mentioned Wisconsin as a team you like. I'm actually with you. I'm I'm buying into the Badgers a little bit in that middle group. I feel like in the Big Ten, uh, we might do some bigger picture conference stuff at the end of the show, but I feel like in the Big Ten, from two through like 11 – there's a lot of interchangeable parts where you might have a favorite, but you can make an argument for a bunch of different teams in there. Where does this Rutgers team fall to you guys? Because I alluded to it earlier. They they really should be 3-0 in conference play right now with two of the more impressive road wins any team could have in this conference. And they got a lot of experience. Uh, I mean... The center, Cliff, he's a monster, man. He's You're one of the moment. only guys that I think is going to cause problems for Zach Eady the way he did tonight. Would you Would you buy Rutgers as a true contender to win this conference, RC?
3: Why not? They just went and got one of the most difficult uh, games. That I, I, I guarantee you there won't be many other teams to go in and get a win. Yeah. There won't be many other teams that go in and that may be the I, – I mean I, – I would have hands down. I would have picked him when I was sitting there talking to a friend of mine when the game started, and I said, "Man, if this game was in Rutgers, hands down, I'd say Rutgers would win it." And then as it started, I was like, you know, he's like telling me, "Oh, it's eight eight points. Can I call him to bet?" I was like, "Ah, Purdue. I don't know." But I, you know, he asked me that. But I thought if it was so, I'm not surprised. This team has been there. We talked about it. They're they're one inbounds play from being three and zero, oh, but they defend that D is going to travel. We can talk about whether they make shots or not. They travel, and and as long as they travel, change things up. They got unique sides. I mean, they got unique. They got shot making ability. They got playmakers. Clifford Morris inside is a, is a is a monster. I mean, he are gets they done.
2: are they typically a high fouling team with that aggressive level of defense?
3: It, as you know, you know it's going to be how the officiating calls it. You know, mm-hmm. are they going to call it, it? You know, like like when you were at Florida, if you was at Florida, you didn't get no calls. You could guys could foul all day long. Or well, if we were at home, I mean, it's kind of. You know how well, that goes? I mean,
2: my, my, my only concern is, you know, seeing, seeing how bad, uh, how stagnant the Rutgers offense got at one point and not being able to make shots, fouling a little bit too much of that. It's, it's just not opening up the door, giving me confidence to say, yeah, this, they have the potential to win. I just, I just get, you know, with, with how that offense was looking for a while, I was a little concerned, you know, Edie plays that deep drop, uh, on, on pick and rolls gives guards a good chance to to find something and at least touch the paint. Most other bigs are not are, are going to at least be to the level of the screen. You know, I think you got to at least be to the level of the screen and make the guard kind of slow down for a second so it doesn't come straight downhill. That's just my only like, concern and hesitation um from just so quickly saying, but no, I do think Rutgers can be top five in 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 the Big Ten for sure.
3: Yeah. When they their offense had- struggles you got a six, seven point guard. Yeah, it helps you out. I mean that, that that's what I mean when I say it's. And when we talked about even Nebraska the other day, there's not a lot of teams with that. So he's going to be able to when the offense gets stagnant, which he did tonight, he's going to put you on his hip, put you on a block, and go to work. And if you help, he's going to fire it out to an open shooter. So, I, yeah, I mean it's it's, I think there'll be there'll be a major factor in this conference, and whether they win it or not, we'll see. It's still early, but they've proven so far this early. You know they were one inbound play from being three and zero, and if they're three and zero, this whole conversation is changing. They went into a place they just ended the number one team in the country, the team with the most impressive resume that would have been a one seed if the tournament started right now. They 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 came in and took that and really controlled well, it all the way through. They Purdue just made a run at the end. I think there's credit to what they are and what they've been all year long. We can't take that away from
1: them. Yeah, I don't think there's many teams out there to your point, RC that will be able to control a game against a team like Purdue like that. That says something about Rutgers. Uh, Just a couple quick numbers to note. RC might not love this one. I know we uh, we have our advanced analytics, the numbers conversation every now and then. But according to Bart Torvik over the last two and a half weeks, uh, Rutgers has been the number one team in the country in that span. They've been playing great basketball. Let's go. Uh, Beyond that, uh, just a, a fascinating little number that I found in researching this game this morning. Steve Peichel is now 5-1 and one in his last six games against Matt Painter. Huh. Matt, Painter's, Matt Painter's had some pretty good Purdue teams over the last three, four seasons. Uh, Steve Peichel has found some success against Matt Painter. So, uh, all right, we are going to move to the Big 12 now, and we are going to welcome onto the show a phenomenal guest. We have... Kansas State head coach Jerome Tang joining us, I believe, from dinner right now. Is that where we oh, got you, coach?
4: <laughs> yeah, um, I brought the, the team to uh we're in Austin. Uh, you know, play the Longhorns tomorrow. And uh, Marquise Noel hit a half-court shot for his birthday. And so when he did that, you know, we had they wanted Ruth Chris. So we're Ruth hey. Chris in Austin. Hey, hey. <laughs>
1: Hey, happy birthday, Marquise! And that's about. Hey, I, I wish I was had had that center, man. Come on. <laughs> I like a coach that take his plans,
3: take care of his plans like that. He's still hot, Marquise. Still I, shooting that thing. He's wow. still hot. Yeah,
2: I saw, I saw <laughs> the picture on on Twitter. I didn't know it was the Ruth Chris, though, man. That's that's incredible. <laughs>
1: That's special stuff, man. So, Coach, thanks for coming on the show. Uh, We obviously appreciate it. You have had a phenomenal start to the season. You alluded to the big game tomorrow. I'm sure there's a lot of Big Ten or Big 12 fans and fans around the country who are ecstatic waiting for that game to come. Uh, But, look, to have this type of success in the first year at a program feels a little unique to me. Like, there's a lot of first-year head coaches who it takes two, three years. What's gotten you off to this hot start uh, with new faces at a new place, what do you think has been most important to helping you get to this hot start?
4: Uh, I firmly believe that the two guys that chose to stay and be a part of the program, uh, Marquise Noel and Ish Masood, uh, those guys, they bought in from day one. They did a great job of selling the university and the community to every kid that we brought on campus. And um, their hard work, their belief Um, the the way our fans have really, like, gotten behind this thing. I mean, every recruit that is committed to us, every guy that came on campus of the 11 guys, we signed 11 guys, all of them said uh, the fan base and the the passion that the K-State family has for the program is what, like, really swayed them.
3: Coach, for you, you obviously know the league, but why Kansas State for you? I mean, I know you had other opportunities. It's... You know, should have, uh, over the course of the years, why Kansas State for you?
4: Uh, the truth is, Randolph, is that they wanted me.
3: You know, right. I mean,
4: uh, my goal was to be the head coach at a program that would give me a chance to win a national championship. And I didn't, I didn't want – I've never been one of those guys that bounced around. I was at the same high school for 10 years before I went to Baylor. I was at Baylor, you know, for 19 seasons before. I wanted to go someplace where I could see myself staying – um, and I could win a national championship. And at K-State, we've got the resources. We're playing the best league in the country, and we got a rabid fan base that recruits are going to love playing in front of. And, and you know, every night we get to play in the octagon of doom. And, I mean, it's nothing like it.
2: Coach, Stanger, I got to ask, uh, you know, I've, I've known Keontae for some time since I was former Gator and I've been around the program. Are you surprised – that he is able to play, has played at this level, you know, two years removed from playing that he's playing at this sensational level this, this soon, this, this quick in the season.
4: I, I really thought it would be, it would take him till now, you know, like the, the non-conference to get his legs under him and stuff. And then once conference rolled around, he would, you know, start ro- rounding into what I thought he could be and what he used to be uh, for him to hit it running the way he did, man. It was just been exceptional. A credit to him his belief in himself the people that's been around him you know helping him and uh, his teammates obviously and you know i just expect you know it to continue to go up because he's he's special man
3: he is special
1: absolutely coach i feel bad we're taking too much of your time at dinner we're gonna let you get back to it with your team hey coach i gotta i gotta
3: ask him one thing though Greg. before we
1: let him go go ahead
3: I, I I was I was told to ask you this, you know, can you show us the dance that you that you did after the West Virginia win, man? I heard you had a good dance in. A <laughs> okay.
4: So, so this is the thing, right? Uh we have this tradition at, at k State. It's called the, the Wabash Cannonball, right? And what happened is that a long time ago, the the music building burned down, and the band director grabbed whatever music sheets he could, threw it in a briefcase and ran out. So that night at a basketball game, the only song that he had saved from the fire was Wabash Cannonball. And they pay, played it over and over and over. And so the students created a dance to it. And they've been doing this for years. It's been a tradition.
0: But wow. I'm just
4: telling you, when you're around it and they start playing it, you can't help but start moving. With So you, you still know, got like, it? That's what you're telling me? You, tell well, them. you wow. still got yeah. it? Yes. You know, I'm, I'm trying to put my own little rendition to it, too. You know, so... You know, I, I'm all about like, you know, making history, man. And, uh, you know, at Baylor, we was able to make history and, and I'm looking forward to making history at K-State.
1: Absolutely, Coach. Well, there's – Plenty of Wildcats fans out there. They're gonna m- enjoy watching you make history there. Congrats on the great start. Good luck on the game tomorrow night and enjoy your steak tonight, my friend. Hey
4: fellas, Absolutely. thank you very much for having me on. This is a bucket list, and uh I appreciate <laughs> I love watching. I listen to you guys every morning when I'm getting ready, what you talked about the night before, and and just greatly appreciate what you do for college basketball.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Thanks, coach. All right, thank you. Go cats. Open invite for coach Jerome Tang. Anytime he wants on the field of 68 after dark, by the way, we would love to welcome him right back here. Uh, All right, let's reset the show just a little bit. We're about halfway through here. Uh, Again, our our thoughts and prayers obviously are uh, with the players involved with uh, the injury involved in the bills. Bengals game, a tragic moment in sports. Uh, we are here to talk college basketball, so we are going to continue to do that. That was Coach Jerome Tang from the Kansas State Wildcats. They've got the big game in Austin tomorrow night. Uh, we are here, Field of 68 after dark. You can find us on the XM app. We are presented by Bet Rivers. You can watch us on the YouTube channel. Click subscribe. Jump in the comments uh, if you are watching us over there. So let's talk Kansas State briefly. Uh Big win for the Wildcats over the weekend, overtime game against West Virginia, a ranked win against the Mountaineers. Now they turn to the big game against Texas tomorrow as coach alluded to. Uh I mean one loss on the season for coach Tang. A lot of new faces, a couple guys stuck around like you said, but I don't think too many people expected them to be in this spot so quickly. Uh they are still an unranked team even with that wonderful 12 and 1 record. Um Do we buy them as a contender in the Big 12? Simply put, RC, what do you think? I think you have to. Uh, I mean, culturally, what he's done
3: has been really, really impressive. And, you know, I'm a huge fan of Marquise Noel. I mean, we talk about Keontae George, and his story alone is just amazing. And I, I think those two guys are their best players. And when your guard play is strong, particularly in this conference, you have to have elite guard play to be a contender in this conference. And they have that. I mean, you're talking about you know Marquise twenty twenty three and ten the other night with seven steals. I mean, he's a blur, difficult to stay in front of. I mean, I I, I like their team. I mean, what's their selling? We'll see, uh, but I'm high on them. I, I think they got a chance. They'll be a surprise team, and they'll be a team right there at the end. It. They're, they're, they'll have enough opportunities to re- build their resume. Uh, I think they've they've gotten through their non-conference stuff unscathed, so I don't think they'll have a bad loss. You know, this conference is so good. They won't have any bad losses. Yeah. And I think as they go forward, there'll be a team right there that we can see is the tournament team come, come March.
2: No. Yeah. To your, to your point. That's a, that's a great point. Uh One loss in the season on the road, not going to have a bad loss. No. Uh, haven't gotten the, the, I'm saying they haven't gotten the respect. But you know, I, I I think this Kansas state team is a top 25 team in the country mm-hmm. It's going to be a tough one going up against Texas. That's, that's playing so well. Um, late, but Keontae Johnson, yeah, you know, when I saw him at Florida, the game just came so easy to him. It, it seemed as though he was always in the right place, made the right decision. Not that he makes all the right shots, uh, of course not. You know, no one or make no one makes all the shots, but uh, the way that he just plays the game and played the game, being two years out after almost losing his life, you know, there's just a level of of gratitude and hunger and appreciation that that I'm sure is something we we would never. No, unless we experience that ourselves so um under a phenomenal coach hopefully to have a hall of fame career had a great program um yeah I'm, I'm high on this Kansas state team they they could be be top three by you know when it's all said and done in this in this conference
3: you know one thing greg i'll add to that too is i think that it, having a coach that's familiar with the league right he doesn't have to come in there and try to figure out what's going on he's coming there knowing what all these coaches have done in the past and I think it's going to help him and his staff because it's not like he's coming from a a mid-major or another power five school he's coming from within the conference so he's going to have a level of comfort against everyone that he's playing against and been in that league for so long I I just think it helps them you know that they don't have to worry about figuring things out he's going to already have the answers to it it's just whether they can execute it or not
1: yeah, it's a phenomenal point. He knows the ins and outs of everybody in this league. He's had success against everybody in this league. Uh, to the the scheduling conversation, because they do, they have four Q1 and Q2 wins up to this point in the season. Yeah. Maybe not the brand name, the flashy name, but their resume is in a pretty great spot at 12 and one. Uh, the next two will be very important. In yeah. the next five days, they go at Texas, at Baylor, quick around the horn, a- anybody think they get one of those two games? Obviously, they don't need to. I don't yeah. think anybody would say they need to, but anybody think they do get one of those two? Any upset alerts? If
3: if I had to pick one of the two, I'd pick Texas. But you I've been, Texas? been impressed with I've been impressed with Texas' ability to handle the distractions. I thought I, I, I've been really impressed with this team. I thought after that, you you have to be impressed with these young men. That's a lot to go through. And to deal with, they've seemed to handle it. They've come out. They've responded with that. That That's that's told me a lot about Texas. Yeah. Um I think Baylor will be a tough ass, provided LJ Cryer plays. You know, but they're coming off a loss. So I just think that that team is going to have more of a, we got to have this game, as opposed to Texas has just been kind of just pushing
1: along.
2: I know I'm going to butcher his name, but has, has Jonathan – Chama, chama 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 has he has he returned yet?
1: Let me look that up for you. I'm honestly not quite sure. I, I
2: don't think he's returned yet. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think so he's no, been out still.
2: If he's if he's out there 100%, Baylor is on another level just what he provides on the defensive side alone.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, I'm um,
3: still man in the middle right now.
0: Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: Yeah, yeah. Baylor, uh, I think of all the big 12 teams in this gauntlet of a conference, because there are four teams that are 12 and one. In the Big 12 right now, Kansas, Kansas State, exactly. TCU, and Texas. Uh, there are other ranked teams that aren't in that 12 and 1 group. You've got Iowa State at 10 and 2, you've got Baylor at 10 and 3, 0 and 1 in Big 12 play, but they're certainly going to feel desperate. I think of all the teams in that group, Baylor is the one that is probably the furthest from what they will be at the end of the season, both just due to health and just who else they have. Yep. The younger guys, Kante George, developing so. I think I said it earlier, I I would take Baylor over Purdue when we're doing the top five conversation. I'm going to take Baylor to keep rising up the ranks in this conference as well. Uh, Let's let's jump around a little bit. Stay in this Big 12. There was a game tonight, West Virginia at Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State built a pretty big lead early. It looked like it was going to be a forget about it game. And then all of a sudden, West Virginia, Huggy did their thing, came right back, clawed. Made that uh, down to the wire, final four minutes type game. It was back and forth. Ultimately, Oklahoma State uh, survives, wins 67 to 60. Both of these two teams are not in the group that I just talked about in the Big 12 of all these teams that only have one loss or ranked contenders. And I think in a lot of conferences, (laughs) these teams would be feeling pretty good middle of the pack in the Big 12. You're looking up like, oh, man. Who are we going to beat in this group? So a, a very important win for Oklahoma State. Uh, do either of these teams move the needle at all for you in this Big 12 race? RC, what do you think?
3: I do. I like I like the guard play of Oklahoma State. Again, you know, when you what you got to have in this league. We talk about that. I mean, John Michael Wright, Avery Anderson, Bryce Thompson. You got three quality guards there. They were all leading the charge tonight. You got a defensive player of the year candidate in the – you know, leading the you know leading the middle man in the middle, as he said, I like the team. I think they got a chance now. Whether they get a ton of bench production going forward, we'll see. But I like the group. They are another thing they defend well. They play hard. I, I think they'll give themselves a chance. Particularly, they'll be a tough out to beat at home.
2: What better league to be in to make to move the needle than the Big Twelve? When you mm-hmm. have opportunity, you're going to have opportunities and yes, uh, with 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 uh, guys that can consistently. Uh, get double figures and can, can score great guard play. Uh okay, so they had the opportunity to for sure be a, another team in the tournament.
1: Yeah, it's a fantastic point. I think uh my my biggest question or concern like if I had <laughs> hey, hey, Pat, come on. I thought we were had a truce going tonight, my <laughs> friend. Come on. Uh look, I, I think my one question with Oklahoma State if it was anything is just uh it, against higher quality opponents, yes. do they have the bucket getter? Like I I, I trust the guards, like you said, RC in general, but uh, when they, yeah, who's, who's Who's the guy guy? who's Who's going to go take over, get you 20 in crunch time. So, uh, but a lot of time to play out still. We'll see if one of these guys does emerge like that. Uh, One more result from the weekend. I think that Warren's discussion from this conversation, I apologize, Pat, if you guys spent too much time on this last night, we're going to make you rehash it just a little bit, but uh, Iowa state upsets Baylor. That's the word upset. Although it was a home game for Iowa state. And Iowa State, one of those teams that's lurking 10 and 2 on the season right now. Uh Iowa State, another one. I mean, where where do they factor in? Contender, pretender. What do we think? Pat, where would you classify the cyclones?
2: Well, after that Iowa loss, I was just like, what? <laughs> 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 what is going on? Uh I, I haven't had a chance to see them enough, but yeah, I, I want to just believe that game was an outlier from from what they can do um with with how how they performed last year, uh, who was who was the guy Brock, Brockington?
1: Yeah, Isaiah Brockington. Oh,
2: man, he was awesome. He's he, great. He, he was a stud. Uh, and I, I watched him a lot more last year because Florida had them in the in the Big Twelve SEC Challenge and uh, being able to see what what that program does. I I, I don't count them out. Just want to say, yeah, that that game against Iowa was a little baffling to me, especially since Iowa's zero three right now in the Big
1: Ten. Yeah, that's looking worse and worse by the day, if it we're is. being honest. Yeah, that's I not mean. aging well at all. <laughs> no, no, not at all. And that uh, reminder, too, that was without Chris Murray. That was their yes. first game without Chris Murray. So a lot of people thought Iowa State would steal that. Um, yeah, I guess when I look at this Iowa State team, like I I love uh, Coach O. Like I, I, I just love him in general. I'm going to buy into him and his program in the long term. Uh, I look at this specific roster, though, and I just kind of wonder – if this is the caliber it needs to be. And I know that's like summarizing this in an overly simple way, but they took the two guys from St. Bonaventure, Osuny and uh, Holmes. And to me, those guys are, are quality role player types in the big 12. Gabe Kalsher is really become a go-to guy for them in the backcourt. I saw him a ton in big 10 play years ago. I know he's gotten a lot better, but again, if that's sort of your go-to guy, I think you're going to have problems when it comes down to it against top tier competition. Am I crazy for that? RC? I've gotten on you enough. I can't call you crazy uh, too many more times tonight. I'm gonna let you get away
3: with that one. I can't. I can't call you crazy enough today. I'm. A, I've been hard on you, Greg. You're gonna think I I'm. I'm not on. i You're gonna think I'm not team Greg if I keep getting on you. So I'm. A, I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna let you ride with that one. <laughs>
1: I appreciate it. Hey, it's okay, RC. You know, I can't. I'm I can't go to... on my guy too much, man. I gotta agree with him sometimes. <laughs> I'm willing to be thrown into the fire. Just remember, only one of the three of us had a Rutgers money line ticket going into tonight. For the record, we just said that's, Just true. That's true. That's uh, true. All right, so let's put our finger on it. If we had to pick one team in the Big Twelve, back to our our bet rivers odds mm-hmm. here. Kansas is the favorite, plus one twenty five. Texas is right behind them, plus two fifty. Baylor's down at plus four hundred right now. They've got TCU fourth, emerging from that group of twelve and one teams. If you had to pick one, who's your best bet to win this conference, RC? Let's have you go first here.
3: Oh. I- I got. I mean, obviously, I think it's Kansas. You know, I I I've I've seen nothing to make me change my opinion about Kansas. I do think they'll suffer some losses in this conference, and uh, I've been really impressed with Texas just since the whole Chris Beard incident and the way those young men have kind of rallied and, and held it together. We talked about Kansas State. I mean, it's just a, the the league is tough. I mean, you can say we won about Iowa State. This was the first team to beat Carolina. Took down number one team in the country in North Carolina. And, I mean, you take your pick, Baylor, we know they're going to be there in the end. I, I like Oklahoma. I know a lot of people don't. I think they'll be a tough out. They're, they're a big physical team, got a lot more size than people can get credit for. And, you know, you can never count out a, a, a Huggins t- coach team. They're just going to fight like hell. They're going to compete. They're going to compete. They're going to be as tough as any team that, 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 that you face. So uh, there's enough quality wins. TCU is, you know, the top-ranked team. We know what they are. Uh, it, it's wide open. I, I think this is a at least an 18 tournament. You know, seven eight teams. I think gets in, and they'll just beat each other up all year.
2: Uh, I'm gonna have to just stick with stick with Kansas. I I think the X factor for me, um, and for them, may be a surprise. They they didn't know how how well Kevin McCullough Jr. would would impact this team, and it's not even about all of his offense. Uh, he's a sensational defender. Um, he allows. Grady, he allows uh, whomever else, whoever needs uh, who needs the ball more in their hands to go and do what they need to do because you can count on him to be on the other side. Uh, I think when you have a guy that's that willing and just so locked in on, on helping a team win, I think, it, yeah, to your point, RC. I don't think Kansas is going to go undefeated in the league. Um, it, it'll be tough to win, obviously, on the road at a lot of these places. Uh, Kansas State included. That's going to be, obviously, a difficult difficult uh, place to come away with one, but uh, for me, uh, from what I've seen, especially with Grady Dick, he's been sensational. I, I can't even. I, first time I saw him, I like this, is, is he really a freshman? Mm. Like, just makes moves and has the IQ for me to see. Like he he's been studying the game um, for the plays that he makes and positioning that he, he gets himself into. So, um, yeah, I think Kansas is going to comfortably at the end, you know, win by two to three games the conference.
3: Let's see. I don't agree with that. I think it'll be a lot closer than that. Because you the be reason I said. I, I think it'll be a lot closer than that because I get name me another consistent shooter. If you negate Grady's dick ability to make threes, if you if you defend him on the line, uh, Dewan Harris doesn't shoot enough. I think he's a, hell of a player. He's as good no. a point guard as there is. Yeah, but you if, you don't, if you don't turn it over and you really lock in on limiting Grady, or he just has an off night like, shooting from the perimeter. Jalen Wilson's been, you know, he's been he's been great. I mean, he's a typical four year, the four year guy that's that's turned himself into an All-American that just seems to be the, you know, par for the course at at Kansas. But I just worry about them shooting the basketball. I've said that all year. They're a hell of a team. They're not their top five team in the country, no doubt. But I do worry about their consistently and making shots from behind the
2: line. Well, that's that can happen to anybody any night. Yeah, but they don't have enough
3: guys to do it. I don't mean yeah. overall. My question is more specifically when Grady did right. struggles, when he struggles. Who, who else is I gonna do it? Yeah, because I'm not. I'm not. You're right. Everybody can go cold when you got multiple guys, but they don't have a lot of guys. Yeah, that's what I mean. There's not Me a cool. lot of guys on that team that shoot. You know what I mean? Yeah, they, they and, they, and they're not the paint taking as many the paint. And then he kind of the guy. If you slip up, then he's you know he's busting your head. But yeah. You know, I, I just don't know if they got enough guys. They're going to defend. No. They're going to do all those things. It's Kansas. It's Bill Self. Like,
2: I mean, come on. They need they don't have a Remy Martin. I just worry about them from
3: saying that they, they're repeating as a national champion. I worry if they can shoot. You know, they don't have enough dudes, I think, to stretch the deep. But this team is different. And I think teams of size will say, I'm going to sit in the paint, Let get Grady Dick, sit back, let all the other guys shoot, and let's see what happens.
1: Yeah, I'm actually surprised. Uh I gave Kansas a lot of shit, for lack of a better word, in the offseason. I'll be honest. I'll own it. RC knows this. We were yeah, at the Champions do. Classic, and I'm yeah, kind of rolling did. my eyes at this team. And yeah, uh, they've been way better early than I thought they would be. And I, I don't think I would have doubted this team having the type of success wins and losses wise at the end of the year that they've had this season. Like it's a bill self team. Like we said, what do you expect? They're going to get better over the course of the season. They're going to be in contention, but for them to have 12 wins in 13 games to start the season with a lot of guys in such new roles, Grady Dick, a freshman Jalen Wilson has to go from, you know, third, fourth option, some nights to now you're our everything. We need 20 from you every single night. And he's done it pretty seamlessly. The questions at center. I mean, I, I was killing them preseason of like, what are they really going to do? I think the small ball approach has worked way better than I thought it would for a a bill self program that hasn't done a lot of that through the years. So I'm in, I think that's the smart answer. I think both you guys are, are very smart to give that answer. I'm going to do my one twist the knife. I have to do it. If there wasn't drama with the coach, Are we taking Texas over Kansas? I mean, there's a lot of of unknowns just vibes-wise with that team right now. We can give them credit for how they've sustained it, but does it make Kansas the clear favorite because of what's going on at Texas, or is it just a basketball sense?
3: I'm more impressed with them now than I was before. I'll say that. I'm more impressed with Texas now than I was post that. That, that, uh, They got up for Gonzaga. We knew they would as early on. But when you go through that, it isn't just one day. I, you can imagine in Texas that was lingering every day. Yeah, and for them to respond the way they've responded, I, I'm I'm more impressed with it now. I'm I'm more inclined to say, hey, Texas, I, I wouldn't bet against Texas being the team to come out of it because of the way they responded with everything. That's just a big. That's a that's a significant change. Not a lot of programs can lose their leader like that in, in the early part of the season and just literally not miss a beat.
1: Yeah, same for you, Pat. Uh, I
2: would I would say it'd be a lot closer, uh, tighter for me if uh, Chris Beard's still there uh, when with that neck and neck decision. Still, still would take yeah, Absolutely impressed. I mean, I couldn't imagine being in that position those players have and being able to come together uh, such in a, such a quick turnaround. You know, you would think there would be some type of uh, downhill slump for a while, trying to figure things out, and but. It's almost as though there hasn't been a beat skipped, uh, but I'm I'm still, as of now, going to keep Kansas at the helm um, to, to come up with the lead.
1: Yeah. Okay. I respect that pick. Uh, all right. Let's do a little national roundup here. There was a lot of results that could have been a little more newsworthy than they were. I've dubbed this past week trap week. It's the holiday week. You come back from your eggnog. You come back from opening presents, all that. And all of a sudden, oh, shit, you've got some hungry underdog that wants a resume win and you think you're going to skate to it and you might not. Uh, We had UConn go down for the first time, much like we had Purdue tonight. UConn goes down at Xavier. Big win for the field of 68's own Sean Miller. Yes, we can still claim him, folks. Uh, And then we had a bunch of top 10 teams survive so we'll, we'll go broader to all of the teams. I've got a, a bigger question for you that we'll get to in just a moment, but honing in on UConn quickly. Uh, I mean, does this change how we view UConn? Because they came out of nowhere to start the season. I don't want to say nowhere. I know I just said it, but to go from fringe top 25 to, oh, shit, this is the number two team in the country, that came out of nowhere. Does this loss at Xavier shift that in your eyes, Pat?
2: I would say no Xavier's playing some good basketball oh my goodness uh but I got had an opportunity to see UConn against Florida a few weeks ago and they look sensational Adama Sanogo uh clinging is uh what they have the present they have uh with their front court is is awesome um you know the 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 thought of any team going undefeated throughout the, the entirety of a season you know we got we all have to be able to let that go but I think it was. This was definitely a learning experience for Coach Hurley. Um, he pushed a little bit much. You know, th- there was a, f- a free throw discrepancy. Um, I think he sh- they, they should have called that tech a little bit earlier. We talked about <laughs> that yesterday. Maybe with five or six minutes left, versus being in the last few minutes of the game. Uh, it, you know, you don't want that to be a determining factor. Uh, but hats off to Xavier. That's been playing some great basketball. Right now, I still am a believer in UConn with how the urgency in which they play, the execution um, that the players exhibit from, you know, you you can tell they understand what the coach wants from them and they do it at a high pace level consistently. So I'm still high on them being, you know, Rob's going to love that top top three. Maybe maybe uh, they'll come back around and be number one at some point again the season.
3: I don't think or, they lead the top 10 all year long. No. I I I that I mean that's just the best way I can say it. Will they lose? There's some good teams in the Big East. We know they will. But I don't think they'll lose enough to drop out of the top ten at any point this year. That's just my opinion. I think they're that that I think they're that good. Yeah, they're good. You yeah. know, they play hard. They're tough. They got those two monsters coming in one after the other the other. Um, they're gonna be a tough out. Usually you lose a guy like Sonogo, you're like, Oh man, we gotta buy time. They're not buying time, they're just t- it's like WWE. They just tapping in. You you come in your turn, my turn. They're just coming in. Hawkins, Jackson. I mean, those guys, man, I I think that, you know, I've been hard on it because we got to hear it from Rob. You know, <laughs> I, I'm so sick of it. I got to talk to Rob about, about the Huskies, but man, you got to give them to the dude. Those dudes are good. They are damn good. They're fun to watch. Um, Hurley just got caught doing Hurley things. I mean, he pushes the needle a little bit and, you know, they, they that was a tough spot to call it. You would have heard him tee him up earlier in the game than that. You know, it's not like he waited to the last couple of minutes to get on the refs. I mean, come on. It's it's Hurley. It's like, it's either Hurley. You know, pick one. You know, Dan or Bobby. They cuss out refs. That's what they do. You know, but uh, no, I mean, I, UConn, they'll be there all year, provided that, they're
1: healthy. Is that just a pure reputation thing? Like, are we we're calling the tech week, right? Essentially. Cause they could have done it any time. That's how they coach, right? Like, yeah. I, you
3: know what? It could be, I mean, who knows? I mean, you're in that league at times. I've, I'll say this. I've seen it more with players than I have with coaches. You know, we've had a player in the past that the refs told us like, Hey, we, you know, he's like in our meetings, he's the guy, he, his wow. looks is there now. We've, you know, we've gotten, I've gotten that from officials about players now. But well, that's Draymond. Yeah. You know, you get that from players. I. I don't know if uh, I've ever seen something like that come against coaches. And if it is, you still want to make it earlier in the game, not at a moment where it felt like that was a deciding factor that shifted things that they couldn't recover from. You don't, I don't, I don't know if he, what he, what he did warranted that tech at that moment that he didn't do in the previous 35, 38 minutes, you know?
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I thought you said it well, like that's, that is who they are. They're going to yell at the refs. Like, come on. At some point, like, I, I know I'm sure officials get annoyed with it, but, like, you got to know what you signed up for. You got to know exactly what this is. It's like a scouting report type thing, right? You got to know what type of defense the other team's going to play. You got to know exactly what the coaches are going to do and, you know, try to let the game go through without shifting it too much. That was a pretty large moment. We have a surprise guest joining, by the way. I don't even think uh, our panel knows this is happening. We're going back. To the game of the evening, though. Look at this. We have Paul Mulcahy from Rutgers, fresh mm. off of the victory at. Fresh out the shower. Paul, <laughs> man, thanks for joining us. How's it feel right now?
5: Hey, uh, we're just real happy. Uh Everybody did their job. We came in, played hard. Uh, I'm proud of our whole program from top to bottom. So,
3: hell of a game, man. Hell of a game. Is it? Is it always a game plan for you? I mean is this team when things break down? It seems like they put the ball in your hands, let you make plays. Obviously, with your size, you're posting up smaller guards. Is that just seems to be your identity, your role with this team when things get close?
5: Uh, I mean, I my, my role is just to, to lead. Um, the ball ended up getting in my hands. Uh, guys found me, but everybody touched the ball in the last few minutes. Everybody made plays. Um, I mean, it wasn't me by myself at all. So I'm just
2: thankful for my teammates. With with the urgency and level of defense that you guys bring, you you guys were able to disrupt Purdue from doing anything they wanted to do, especially in that first half. How far can that get that defense of you guys take you guys?
5: I mean, defense wins championships, um, and we got we got some of the best defenders in the country. And as a team, I think when we put it all together, we're, we're a real tough team, and that that's our identity, our defense.
3: All you guys, guys like, seem to answer it with everybody man. I mean, you, you what, what was so special about the night with you guys? You guys saw the real you beat the number 1 team in the country. Was there something specific you did defensively or it was just you guys just do what you do? It was it was a team it was a
5: team effort. Um it was a complete team effort for 40 minutes. Uh dude stepped up and made big plays on both ends of the floor and I feel like we just we played harder. Um and it showed in our actions so
1: Paul coach? Coach? Oh, go ahead No I'm just going to say Paul I mean huge win I'm a Big Ten guy I just got to let you know I don't even have a question I have something to tell you A Field of 68 colleague of ours Carter Elliott You're his favorite player In the conference He says that you're the Big Ten Player of the year this season So I want you to know You got a fan uh, In our network here He's hyped.
5: I really appreciate it a lot I of hope the students like me, are back
3: but... man So you can
5: enjoy this Hey a lot of people Don't like me For a lot of reasons I don't even know But uh, <laughs> What? Uh, I'm th- I'm thankful to to be on this team and, and to play in the Big Ten. So I appreciate uh, I appreciate you guys for sure. Well,
1: you we, had the you you had the big bucket. I got the all caps Mulcahy Tech. So congrats, Pat. You got one final one for him. Uh, yeah, yeah.
2: I was just curious. You know, when you're coming off that dribble handoff from the top, you know what is what is your mind? Was was there a point, Coach, you said, "Hey, go get a bucket or go make a play"? Because you just I I thought you should have got it every time. And, and at one point, you were getting it just about every time.
5: I mean, my coaches have been on me for the last three years to shoot the ball more. Um, and I got to play. I got to not try to make plays before they happen. I got to play with what's in front of me, and I can get downhill. I'm 6'7". Um, I mean, I got a big cliff down there. So once I know I'm either going to make it, get fouled, or Cliff's going to rebound, and I got trust in
3: him. So. all right, what makes final you feel point? like nobody likes you? You said nobody likes you. Why? Wow, who doesn't like your game? What are you talking about?
5: A lot of people on social media. That's why I'm all for it. <laughs>
1: hey respect man uh there's no stranger no shortage of villains in the big 10 you're not a villain here to the field of 68 we're just big fans so congrats on this huge win uh hopefully this is the first of many for you guys this season i know you've been playing great basketball we'll be watching the rest of the year my friend Uh, i appreciate
5: you guys god bless
1: all right that was Rutgers' own paul mulcahy uh i mean clutch crunch time buckets tonight heart of the defense with Caleb McConnell, with Amori, with that entire team, with Steve Peichel's group that they got over there. Um, I mean, let's wrap on this because we are coming to the end of the show, but I feel like we've been brought back in to this Rutgers conversation at this point. Um, but with where Purdue was at pregame and where Rutgers was at pregame, who does this result shift that more for? I kind of asked, like, who did who is this game more about? But, like, does this win mean more now standings-wise and all that implications going forward for Rutgers? Or, like, does getting one loss at home, is that going to come back to bite Purdue, the fact that this was in Mackey Arena tonight? You guys have both been through this. You've been in conference title races before. Like, does any of that matter? Is that on your mind as soon as the game ends, RC? I think this game would mean more to Rutgers because I think we
3: had more question marks. They're trying to get in. Purdue's the number one team in the country, and this is their first loss of the season. There's, you know, no, they didn't think they were going to go undefeated. I, I, I think they'll learn from it. Rutgers was a better team tonight. You can look at it however you want, but for, but for Rutgers, this matters. They got that big resume win. They obviously got more games coming up in the Big Ten. But we're talking about a league that we questioned some of these teams, but they beat them as the number one team. This will go a sure. long way for them. I think this is a huge this is the resume builder. They've gotten that out of the way already now. So now they don't, you know, come come next month, come February. They don't have to have any pressure, worrying about there's no must-winning game. They just gotta win games like normal, but they got the resume building, tournament boosting game already out the out the way.
2: Yeah, this, this you can't get any more quad one. This is this is top top percent of a quad one victory for Rutgers, but big picture. Uh and the game means a lot for for both teams. Um, obviously when you're chasing the title for Purdue, you you, you see that there's some some things you still need to work on. Being able to have a loss like this early on, like they're not going to make the tournament, you know, the seeding you have is what you're going to get. Are they going to be overall number one? Don't know. But having this loss right now gives you an opportunity, especially in your league. Uh, they can still come away and win their league. But for Rutgers, as you said, RC, a lot of question marks that they had to answer, especially without having any good quality road wins. Uh, you go to the number one team in the in the country's house, and you oh. get that that That's that's on the road. Oh man, it doesn't get any better than that. It doesn't get any better than that. All right, but, finally- the, but now the expectation after a win like that is going to be much higher for Rutgers now. Going going forward, so can't be can't be a big drop off after that.
1: Yeah, we can't be surprised no more if this happens again. Uh, all right, final question, Pat or uh, Paul? I'm sorry. I, how could I disrespect the great Paul Mulcahy? I'm a huge fan of his, Paul. Came in, looked us dead in the eyes, and said, "A lot of people don't like me. Do you guys ever feel that as players? Man? It, listen, like, he should be problem? okay. Like it's fine. Like
3: nobody likes Jeff and nobody likes Rob, but hell, we still we still work with him. I mean, we like him. I mean, we we're, we tolerate him at least like shit. I mean, nobody likes them. So, I mean, as long as the field sixty eight, that's just the theme around here. We don't like those guys, but hell, we work with them. So that's the way we feel about Paul. Hey, man, you got we like you. That's all that matters, you know.
2: Paul, if you're trying to live a life to get liked by people you're living the wrong life, be, be the best ver- version of you and the people, the people that, that are supposed to be in your life. You'll attract them by just being you.
1: and hey, that's a, a hell of a piece of advice there from Patrick young. Uh, hate has fueled generations Oof. folks. Some of the greatest things have come out of hate. I'm just saying. All right. Uh, great show. It was packed. We had a couple interviews. The great Jerome Tang was here. Paul McKay. He was here uh, upset. Rutgers, Purdue, massive. We got into Big 12 stuff. Uh, This was a fun episode, but at the same time, we we have to acknowledge the larger event that has happened tonight in the sports world. It's very hard to do a show on a night, given the news. Uh, And ultimately, from everybody here at the Field of 68, Field of 12, our football side as well, uh, the most important thing to say right now is that our thoughts and prayers are with the Bills, DeMar Hamlin, uh, who went down on the field tonight. They did administer CPR He was transported to the University of Cincinnati Medical Center, where as of now, there have been no updates. It appears that the Bengals-Bills game has been postponed as of right now. So again, for everybody here at this network from sports fans across the globe, our thoughts and prayers are with Damar Hamlin. And with everybody involved in that situation, we certainly wish you the best. Uh, And for Randolph Childress, for Patrick Young, my name is Greg Waddell. We will be back on the Field of 68 After Dark tomorrow night.